Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Tonight on the show, our esteemed producer, John Roberts. Yellow. Our esteemed conservative, Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And our oh-so-humble host, Michael Dow. That's me. <laughs> Sue, what kind of steamed conservative are you? And <laughs> you like steamed hams? I, be- or? <laughs> I believe that Liz, Liz Cheney will die for our sins in the next week or two. Oh, jeez. Anyway. That's dark. We started off dark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, she'll be sacrificed at the altar of, anyway, the big lie. Yes, and they'll do it in the appropriate ritual form by shooting her in the face. (laughs) In a goose hunt? Yeah. (laughs) In a duck hunt, yeah. And then then the firing squad will have to apologize? Uh, Only in South Carolina, and I think she's from Oklahoma, so. Well, there you go. Wyoming. She's Wyoming. She's she's out large from Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Sue. So, um, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) we're in a mood tonight. (laughs) Well, uh, and if our listeners are in a mood, they should totally uh, share it with us Uh, via email. You can do that uh, at civil politics. uh, uh, Sorry, uh, civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org. At civil politics FM is on Twitter. And finally, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. There is also civilpoliticsradio.com, our own super special website that has recordings of the show and previous episodes and supplementals and good stuff news like search. that. Yes, research. The, the, the trusted news search. Oh, yes, that too. And I keep adv- advocating for to put on a button where you press it and you get uh, free chocolate shipped to your house, but uh, apparently that uh, that could be difficult <laughs> and expensive. We kept doing it, but then the, we would do that, but the chocolates were gone. Somebody was eating them. So. Yeah, I will not confirm or deny that that was me. <laughs> um, I uh, I I will also not confirm or deny that that button does exist, but is hidden in the code. <laughs> So only one person check can our see website. It. Yeah. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> left, right, BA, left, select, right. BA select start. Yeah. Um, and is that does that just give you plain chocolate, or is there a different code for getting it with like you know peanut butter or caramel? Or don't something? You don't them. get that. Don't tell them. That's not instituted. Oh. We have we have pure <laughs> chocolate. Fair enough. Yeah, Viva well, make yeah, our chocolate it, pure. No, that's that's terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible joke. What are the, what's going on, Mike? <laughs> what are we talking about? Before I make another horrible joke, right? <laughs> After once again, John, I have to urge you to please stay in your lane. Horrible jokes are mine. Um, well, um, the, the intellectual property of our website. I think we were talking about. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I, well. Actually, the thing I've been thinking about, and if you guys would rather talk about uh, the politics of intellectual property, we can certainly do that. But I, I was thinking about uh, the the kerfuffles that have been cropping up over things like, uh, you know, uh, vaccine passports, as they call them, and, uh, uh, you know, courts ruling on whether or not there can be moratoria on evictions and things like that. Um, Pandemic politics. Yes. Yes, they're catching on. And uh, not pentatonic, no, okay, pandemic, uh, <laughs> pentatonic, okay, good. Sorry, I, my, I have a, I have cheap headsets, so sometimes I don't quite hear you guys right. So, oh, that's okay. No, just no, call no, me no. Gracie Allen or Gilda Radner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. violins, I thought they were talking about violins. Say good Never night, mind, <laughs> say good night, Gracie. <laughs> good night, Gracie. There it is. <laughs> My, I don't know if she's listening. My my aunt says that all the time. I'm like, say say good night, John. <laughs> good night, John. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the um the pandemic famous reference to a, a lot of different places in our society. Obviously, um, 
which one did you want to talk about first, Mike? Well, all right. Yeah, since, go for it, Mike. Well, <laughs> lead since, us down the path. <laughs> since part of the fun of this show is, you know, is is poke the conservative with a stick. How do you feel about, uh, you know, uh, there being like certificates showing, yes, I am vaccinated and businesses, you know, having the option to say we won't let you in unless you can demonstrate that you've been vaccinated or, you know, uh, public, you know, like requirements like, uh, you know, at the state level, like state, you know, you know, like if you if you don't have if you haven't been vaccinated, you have to stay quarantined or you have to wear masks and people arguing about uh, uh, continuing to wear masks as, as more and more people are vaccinated. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. What well, do you think? I'm I'm a libertarian kind of conservative. I feel kind of the same way as I do about when I go to a shop and they tell me they don't want to have cash for me because they just want credit cards. And I've touched both things and I can't quite figure out why legal tender is suddenly not legal tender anymore in this country. And I, I worry about that. So, but I'm very much a libertarian. So, um, I, I, I will never carry a vaccine passport. It will never be anybody's business, whether I'm vaccinated or not. And, um, thank God I don't work in healthcare anymore. Cause you know, they'd send me home, but, and I have been vaccinated, but. And, and, and should they have the right to send you home? I don't think so. I don't think so. So and you I, don't I think a private company carefully. should be able to set rights for set the standards in their private workplace. Yeah, not for vaccination, because if you want one, you can get one and that'll protect you. Right. And, and whether I free. get one or not. Well, they are free right now. I don't know if they're always going to be free. But, um, I, you know, it's it's so so. So, I mean, so one of the things that's happened is that when we get really afraid of something, then we 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 do things that aren't really in our national interest, from my perspective. So, you know, should they have closed the baths during the um, AIDS epidemic, you know, which they did in New York City and eventually in San Francisco? I mean, it was a huge debate whether or not, you know, if somebody wanted to risk their lives going to a bath, you know, those are, you know, baths are where uh, gay men hung out. A fair amount and, and would had hook up intimate and have casual sex and would hook up, yeah. But you know, it it is when people are really afraid of a pandemic, we do we do all sorts of things, and I think we often step over the line when we well, do like that. With the TSA so, so, or the Homeland Security, yeah. Just mm-hmm. calling it Homeland it just <laughs> makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so well, Sue, though, as as someone who actually owns a, a you know is part owner of a restaurant. Uh, would it be inappropriate for me to require for, for the other myself and the other owners to require our, our employees, especially the, you know, the people who are cooking the food and serving the food to be fully vaccinated or, and, or to wear masks while interacting with customers. Would that be okay? I mean, after all, they're private employees. They don't have well, to work. It depends, it depends on the disease you're going after. Let me we're, be talking about the pandemic we're talking currently. about COVID-19, which is uh, spread well, through the air. So <laughs> right now in a restaurant, you have to be tested for hepatitis B and A. You know, you have to do safe serve and all that. So. Right. right but th- those are you know, laws that require that. Yeah. And part of it is because of how contagious they are in, right. in the food industry. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, you know, does somebody have to be sent home when they have a cold? Well, our policy is to not have people work sick, and we're trying to, trying to yeah. have a generous sick leave policy so that will be the case. You know, once yeah, we're so they have a safety net. Up. But that's that's yeah. a whole other thing, you know. Yeah, and right now, I, if, I you, think, yes, if you people should be sent home if they're sick. To, if you get exposed to COVID nineteen right now in this state, you're supposed to go home and into quarantine for two weeks and or have a test and then certain days after you know there's a there is some state guidance on that and the states really vary on it i boy i don't know it's um well just it's like it's a tough one i i and i think partly we're so afraid of this right now that i think we're a little overboard with some of our our rules from my perspective well uh uh, given the shocking death toll it's that's laying waste to India, for example, right now. I, I don't think it's wrong to be afraid of this. I, you know, this yeah. disease has literally killed yeah. millions of people around the world. Uh, 
that we that sounds like something scary. Five hundred thousand in the United States. Yeah, yeah, five seventy. I think it's up to. Yeah, yeah, so seventy thousand. And that and that that is a lagging number, so it could well be higher than that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, so but Sue, as a libertarian, you know, you believe yeah. that private individuals and private companies should be able to conduct them, their affairs as they choose as much as possible. So you don't think I should be allowed by the government. The government should not allow me uh, to, in a restaurant that I own, to require all employees to be vaccinated and for people who yeah, are dealing with the customers so. to wear face masks. that I shouldn't yeah. be allowed to do that. I, I think the vaccination for sure you shouldn't be allowed to. Okay. But on the face mask, that I doesn't don't seem I very don't, libertarian. No. I guess I'm just not understanding. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, because because the person doesn't have to tell you whether they've been vaccinated or not. I'm looking at it from the individual worker, not from your perspective. I'm looking at it from the individual has a health reason they can't get vaccinated. They don't have to share that with you. Well, um, you know. uh, they may choose not to work there because of the exposure, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I true. Just, if they I, are immunocompromised, but um, okay. So, uh, uh, so I'm looking at it from their perspective, not yours. Okay, and not from the customers. Not from the customers. Right, and I'm I'm thinking about a. It's better for the customers if we have immune immune employees, and also like uh, you know, it's much better for my business. It's like yes, you're safe. Come on in. All everybody here has been vaccinated. So. Much better to have a good air handling system, but uh, is it though? Yeah, with certain flows, they, they've 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 shown some some of the downdraft and updraft stuff. So if, th- the, if the yeah, I think that I think he's saying, uh, is it better to have everybody vaccinated who works there or a a good HVAC system? Like, I mean, I'd rather have both. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's that, true. The, true the thing enough. is that you, you're, we're talking about a, a place of business that one needs to bring in customers, especially uh, some a restaurant. So when you're talking, but about they're going to eat. The customers are going to eat and take their masks off. So, yeah, yep. it's sort of a, and then you can't force them to be vaccinated to come in. Or are you saying you, that's not you'd my ask point, the though. customers to actually? Yeah. I, actually, why can't I? Well, hold on, hold on. That mm-hmm. wasn't what I was getting to, though. Um, what I was saying Sorry. is that he is trying to get customers into his establishment. So if he can say all of our employees are vaccinated and come on in, that is a good advertising uh, strategy mm-hmm. to try to yeah. woo people into its restaurant. So that would actually affect his profits. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so when we can't we're have talking any Christians- about scientists in there and he can't have any immunocompromised employees well if he has immunocompromised employees like in a pandemic then they might not want to do that anyway well immunocompromised employees uh the thing is i it could be the i could change the policy it's like uh uh proof of vaccination or you know other certification from a from a physician so it could be like doesn't have to be the physician says you are vaccinated it's like I certify that, you know, uh, this employee is in compliance with your policy of either being vaccinated or having a medically valid reason to not be vaccinated. And I don't have to know any more than that. It's just like, yep, they got a, they got a, you know, they, they can tick the box. I've got the letter. And so I can say, everybody here is safe. You know, what about a religious exemption? Cause businesses well, are actually I'm an atheist, going through this. I don't care. Christian scientists, no Christian scientists wouldn't have a vax. So well, you, but you, if they said I have a religious objection. Well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what the law is about that. I, I, I have no particular sympathy. They're exempted in healthcare institutions, I, I, I don't really by the care. Way. So I'd be like, look, get the vaccine or find or get another job. And, yeah, you know, if, healthcare, if it turns out that the law prevents me from do, doing that, then I'd have to grapple with that. But otherwise, I, that's what yeah. I do. But that religious exemption, that's the one that's really hard for governments to... But it is a, like I yeah, said, I'm not a, a Christian scientist. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and, gov- and governments governments sometimes say you can't discriminate against Catholics because they do blah blah blah. 
Well, it's, <laughs> no, it's a not a dumb question. <laughs> I don't know why it's killing me so hard, but it is. <laughs> well, because on some level, oh, he kind Jesus. of is. So, yeah. In the context of a private business where I have, you know, some some say over what happens in that private business, I mean, that is a little bit like a government, sure. But, uh, you know, Public my, my authority ends as soon as people leave my doors or leave my employ, my, my employ. So it's not really, it's the, that is not at all like a government. Let's not, yeah. it's not, let's not like have a false equivalency here. Yeah. Having a business yeah. is not like having a government. They are two completely different things that require if, two different have, skill sets. So, but if you yes. have to have a, make a wedding cake for a gay couple, if you have to do that, which I believe you do have to do if you're public accommodation, then I I think that you have to let customers in that aren't vaccinated. And I don't know about the mask thing, but, I, you know, it's sort of it really it really tests the, the line of this because of the pandemic and how how we are so well aware of the ramifications of this. But it's it's you know, it's a, it is a tough one for me because I really I I often think that the government and public health do things that, you know, to some degree they're influenced by, we invested the money in the flu vaccine, everybody should get it. You know, that's kind of a, a thing for me. So I, I tend to fall on the side of, no, you really don't have to get a flu shot. I, okay. I, is, I think that, um, well, one, the, the cake thing is kind of separate because um, sexuality is uh, it's, basically a protective class like you know like discrimination race. on the basis so of sex yeah. is not permitted it's not permitted like but the, it, so it's religious beliefs religious beliefs um that's kind of a i don't know where that falls but the the thing is that if you are the thing i mean the, the thing is that we can discuss like how how much religion is integral to a person um if it but we can and we can talk about if it's a choice or not we know that the color of your skin uh your sexuality your gender um isn't really like a choice it's kind of who you are so if you are gay and you want to go buy something and the store owner says no you can't because you're gay it's like i can't really do anything about that well, um, we've also passed laws specifically to address longstanding systemic injustices in our society, like yeah. racism and sexism. And, yeah. and, uh, and religious are all protected classes. Sure. They're all protected classes. Okay. Right. So religious that's, that's right. with regard yeah. to state activity. I mean, if I if I have a business and I and someone comes in, comes in, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm. Hare Krishna or something. I'm like, and I can't say like, no, get out. Oh, I see your point. You know? Yeah, no, I can't say no Catholics. Yeah, yeah. It's but, a protected. Yeah, it's a protected class. Um, but on the other hand, I can't argument say about I Christian scientists who yeah, wouldn't get a vaccine. That's a religion. Vaccinated customers only, or wear a mask. You know, I could say all customers have to wear a mask. You know, and yeah. I don't see what you said. But what if you said, if you can prove you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. That would make them That'd be you know, reveal to you. No, but that would make them reveal their medical status. And I think there's some prescriptions about that. Are you talking about employees no. or customers? I Well, I think he switched to customers. You can't I come did, in unless but you I mean, have a mask. Either way, yeah. uh, either way that's, that's true. But on the other hand, you know, if we say you can't, you can't send your child to public school if the child has been vaccinated against measles, mumps, and rubella, or you know, or polio, you know. Or, but Christian Science kids have always been they, exempted from they that. They don't still do smallpox, do they? Yeah. No. I think no. No smallpox because oh, it's yeah, eradicated. I was thinking I confuse it with yeah. measles. I apologize. Measles. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so they've had exemptions, you know, never mind the most recent sort of anti-vax adventure. They've had exemptions for years for, for Christian science adventure. kids. And I, I think would choose not Jehovah's to have Witnesses. 
Yeah, just Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses too, I think. But those those have been honored. You know, historically those have been honored. So the kids in school, you know, there's three three Christian scientists. Those kids aren't vaccinated. So yeah, I I, I would nah. get rid of that. I, I would get rid of that exemption just because in the end, yeah, um, you, you know, because you can and you're a white boy. Yes. And also, as wow. a yeah, as an go. entitled white boy, I I don't want to die from infectious disease, and uh, you know the you hey I've got a religious exemption, so I don't need a vaccine. You know the life the, the person who dies because of that may not be the person who says I've got an exemption. So yeah, but but you I, could I get think, your I vaccine. Think it only be people where there are sound medical reasons why they should be exempted. Uh, that's it. Because it's it's not just a matter of your rights and privileges. It's a matter of somebody else's rights and privileges, including the very basic like right to not die. This is an interesting so, um this is kind of an so interesting should peanut thing. butter be banned in schools? Oh boy. This is this is a kind of kind of an interesting <laughs> thing because we're we're talking about the good the of, the, out of the grenade. The uh, the good of the in individual versus the yep. the rights of the the right and good of the individual uh versus the rights and good of the of the community. Um when yeah. we're talking about like foodstuffs that can be uh sequestered and kept away from from different people like because what they're not poor and peanut hold on hold on protein. sue excuse <laughs> me thank you i let you talk <laughs> so when we're talking about foodstuffs like peanut butter you can say if you are if you are allergic to peanut butter then you are not going to eat the peanut butter or we are not going to serve peanut butter in these areas and then you can eat in those areas or something like that when we're talking about an illness that is not possible you can't sequester someone away from the illness unless it's like transmitted through fluids or something like that if it's an airborne illness then even if most people are vaccinated, then there are going to be some people that can't be vaccinated or that won't be vaccinated, and then they will die. And there's nothing you can do about that. So the personal choice of if I'm going to get a vaccine uh, against an airborne illness, this is something that we should err on the side of the community versus the personal in my opinion, so you'd move the you'd move the line. I personally that. think that if if uh, someone does not want to get a vaccine, then that is their right to do. I don't I I don't think we should force people to take medicine. I don't think that we should force people to take vaccines. However, if they choose not to take the vaccine and they don't have a they don't have a medical reason not to, and this is this is a this is the choice of taking the vaccine is taken out of their hands. It is not possible for them to take a vaccine physically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would mean that if they make that choice, then they are making the choice not to use any public services, no school parks, um, stuff like that. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you keep them home? Even if they had a medical reason, why wouldn't you keep them away from everybody? Cause they still could be contagious. No, if, words, they, if they I had a, if they didn't, if they didn't have, if they had a medical reason why they can't take a vaccine, yep. that means Wouldn't they you still are the, isolate them from school. See, no, because most of the people in the school will be vaccinated, and that choice is taken away from them. I don't want to the 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 way that I want to do this that I would do this is if you have the choice then you are making that choice and you are taking the consequences of your actions and your children's actions, because obviously children can't make choices, <laughs> especially with yep. vaccines. So if you are taking the, if you are taking that choice away, if you are saying, no, we are not going to get the vaccine, that is entirely up to you, but you are also making the choice to remove yourself from certain areas where if you were not vaccinated, then uh, you would spread disease. And I don't see why if I've got a private business, I can't say, look, if you're not allowed to, 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 to go to attend or to work at 
a public school because of your vaccine status. I don't want you coming into my business because I don't, I don't want you killing my customers. That's where it gets sticky for me, honestly. Um, because Why? you are in a in you are in an area more temporarily, like shopping or something like that. Maybe say if you're not vaccinated, then you have to. If you have chosen not to be vaccinated, then you have to wear a mask or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, but I, that's I, a I choice. Could, I, I could thing. be okay with the mask thing. Yeah, it's a it's a person. If you are saying that it is your personal choice, it's your personal right to not take an injection of something. And again, I do want to say, yes, that is your right. No one should have medical, anything medical forced on them. But that is your choice. And those choices have consequences. Yes. And not just for you. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's the, the, like I've heard a lot of people also complaining about bands, you know, like requirements to wear a mask. And they're like, that's unfair. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. What's the difference between saying you have to wear a mask and saying, you know, when you come in this business and saying like, and you cannot smoke in here because we know smoking a cigarette is dangerous. And yeah, it's primarily dangerous for you since you're sucking the smoke into your lungs, but the secondhand smoke is bad. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you've got COVID-19, it's bad if you're around spreading the disease. Yeah. So why not say you have to wear a mask to protect us, just like you cannot light up a cigarette to protect us. So, so would you guys call someone who thinks it's your choice whether you're vaccinated or not pro-choice? Uh, that's not usually how it's how it's uh, constructed, but I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's if no, because that phrase yeah. is very specific is is referring to something specific. Yeah, I'd say you're you're just, you're mixing up your. I like to group arguments. them. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually making the argument that the. People who think they're, you know, so so right wing and religious and anti-vax are actually yeah. pro-choice. I love oh, the, I love everybody that's like it's my body, my choice, and you're like, wait, yes, yep, yep. <laughs> Did, that's a good point. You yeah. just yep. add a pro uh, like a like an anti-abortion rally. I'm not going to say pro-life. That's <laughs> stupid. Um, or weren't you just at an anti-abortion rally like hmm. just yesterday, and you're saying my body, my choice? Shut up. <laughs> That's yep. no yep. stop yeah <laughs> well i i, and I suppose saying like i require i insist that you get vaccinated because of my right to life yep. yeah anti-choice yeah, anti-choice well, uh, that's that's an interesting uh, note to pause on because we're at the halfway point, so we need to take a short break. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs here on Civil Politics, and then we'll be back with more uh, of Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, 
in the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I am the host, and I am joined by my excellent colleagues, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. What's with the voice? I don't know. I'm on radio, man. I'm trying to sound good. I just heard the excellent colleagues. I just stopped at that. So, (laughs) like he's making a proclamation or something. Whereby we are here to celebrate civil politics, and thereby, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Actually, we were chit-chatting during the our break. And uh, genre, you were uh, slapping your head immediately as soon as we went off. You're like, oh, my God, how did I forget to mention speed limits? And that's a, <laughs> another great example of how of the tension between like, but I want to drive fast versus like, well, you know, is it in the public interest for you to drive fast? Yeah, we're talking. We're basically everything that we were talking about is the is when the um, individual rights um, go up against the communal good. And I, I completely f- forgot about speed limits because speed limits are important and they're good to have. But when someone first learns about speed limits, some people are going to be like, well, if people don't like me driving fast and they can just get out of the way. Won't somebody think of the Sammy Hagar's? I mean, that's the thing like you, but we have speed limits, especially in residential areas like, um, in high and higher populated areas, it's 25 settled. to 35 and in on freeway speeds at 65. And they, we've determined those, those speeds, like and school zones, 20 school miles, zones, 20 miles an hour. Like there, we've determined those are speeds that are, that aren't hindering the individual too much by making everybody go five miles an hour, but they aren't, um, putting lives, putting random lives that we don't know in danger because someone is blind or someone is a child and they don't know any better to get out of the street or something like that. So we have these this line of where we can say, well, the individual right cannot override the communal, the communal safety. And we have to, and we are always going back and forth about that sort of thing. Um, it's funny. I'm well, just stipulating you know, and it's like, and, who's going to see me? <laughs> we saw your hands. Well, in this state, they actually have a prohibition about lowering the speed limit too low because a lot of cities and towns will set it to like 10. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you actually have to prove that it should be set that low. And, you know, for example, a place in Cummington, they couldn't lower the speed limit on Route 9 because the school was one street over, but they wanted to. But the state prohibited them from doing right. that so that the, you know, the state route wasn't dropped to 20 miles an hour. But should you have to should you have to go the speed limit at, even at night when no one is on the road with you? Yes. Because you don't know if anybody's on the road with you. You have no idea. And visibility is reduced. It, so uh, if anything, yeah. you know, you're more likely to make a mistake and not have enough time to correct it. There's a, there could be people walking on the road. There could be a car yeah. without their headlights on coming at coming from the opposite direction. There's not enough information for you to make that choice. Just like there's not enough information for people to make the determination to just not wear a mask in, 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 a, in a public place. Like you don't know who's around you. 
you don't know who can carry that virus. You don't know who is vaccinated or not. So, and you this don't is... know whether or not you're contagious with COVID necessarily. Exactly. And the thing is that when even we're if talking you've been about, vaccinated, even yeah. if you've been vaccinated, well, yes, you're still exactly. Be a carrier. Yeah. Exactly. And so when you when we're talking about like people that just don't want to wear masks, like that is an individual right that you have. Nobody can force you to wear a mask in all situations. But if you want to do certain activities, then there are rules that society has thought up that we have to have to survive, you know, don't kill anybody. There is, we were talking about the, um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> we were talking about the, uh, about religious rights and how, there are laws that keep people from fully practicing their religions because some religions have a component that has to do with animal sacrifice. There are laws and, or drugs, but I'm, I'm focused on the animal sacrifice thing because the drugs thing is like, "Mm." but, um, (laughs) because I just think (laughs) we should just make drugs legal, but that, but that's just, that's just me. But, um, when you, when you want to sacrifice, like, a bird you know for your religion and there are many world religions that have that that component yet in a lot of states you just can't do that and that is I have a bird sacrifice at my house i have these little feathers on this little toy that i have for my cat so that is not a, a religious sacrifice Unless you revere your cat that much, which honestly I can understand. <laughs> um. <laughs> a- ancient, the ancient Egyptian cat that I have, right? I was, yeah. I was wondering when you were in it. But um, <laughs> all hail Bast. <laughs> <laughs> Bast on you, James. But um, the uh, but when we're talking about religious freedom, there come there comes a point where your religious freedom will override the rights of or the safety of the of the community and at that point you you know you can't do that because we have we because we live in a society i I've, I've been waiting to say that the whole show <laughs> <laughs> So society, yeah, yeah, we live in a society. So, um, when we uh, when we're talking about vaccinations and we're talking about mask wearing, wearing a mask is not hindering is not a hindrance for 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 the vast amount of people. So we say you got to wear a mask. Getting a vaccine is not a hindrance for the vast amount of people. So we're saying you should get a vaccine. Nobody's saying you have to get a vaccine, but you should get a vaccine. And if you choose not to get get a vaccine, then there are consequences to not doing that. If you don't follow the speed limit, if you speed all the time, you get your license taken away. Because we've we basically, I'm not saying everybody's agreed to it, but we as a society have have integrated that into our culture. You speed, you get your t- license taken away. You can't drive anymore. If you decide not to get vaccinated, you're like, it's like you want to speed all over the place. And if you want to just speed all over the place on your hundred acre ranch and go as fast as you want, then that's fine. That is your, that's your area. But once you go into society, once you go into the public where other people are, then you have to follow the rules of our society. Don't want to get vaccine? Fine. Get together with all your other non-vaccine people and make a compound or take over a town or something. Everybody move there. And then everybody else will know not to go to that friggin' town. Because <laughs> it is Isn't a that happening, center. kind of? Isn't uh, that kind of some- happening? In some cities, you know, yes, there's pockets there's of a, a lot of peer pressure for either not to wear a mask or to wear a mask. Uh, I mean, well, look I was at Northampton. Like a lot of Northampton, there's a lot of pressure to wear a mask, whereas you know, in a town in Wyoming, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really sad for the town in Wyoming because people are probably dying there. Um, if you it, like, there are cities where um where the vast amount of people are uh hasidic jews 
And there are, and in that city, their representatives and their law and their ordinances can say, well, you don't have to be vaccinated to go to school unless that's a state thing. And that's yeah, because very devout Jews right now. Yeah. If you want to do that and you want to have a plague center, then that's, that's completely up to you. But that means I want to know where you are so I can drive around that city. And what about the, the kiddo that happens to be in that public school district? That's, that's the problem. <laughs> well, and, and related that's, to- that's why vax non like anti-vax people, they start your own school or whatever. I don't know. Get out of here. Well, and related to this, you know, as you know, the vaccination rate, um, like w- what percentage of the American population we of, are uh, almost 60% or uh, above 55%. I th- at last count, um, at least if, like if adults one shot. with one shot, forty-one percent of America of adults in America um, ha- are fully vaccinated, either two shots or the Johnson Johnson shot, uh, and we are actually amazing. getting into. Uh, we are going to have a vaccine available for uh, for people. Um, what is it? Uh, six to sixteen or six to to eighteen. Um, yeah. soon. So that would mean children will start being able to take one of the vaccines. I believe it's the Pfizer. So, um, so that's going to, so we're getting to a very large amount of people in the population with, with that, with the vaccination, which is really great. So what if, um, in a few years, you know, private health insurance companies are like, well, you know, you can get a, uh, you can get a discount on your insurance premium if you can demonstrate that you're vaccinated against COVID. Well, you know, insurance companies always love to price discriminate and avoid risk. And Mm -hmm. I like in insurance, I like bigger pools with single, single ratings because the minute they can start to price discriminate, all bets are off because they know really into Medicare for all. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea. Risk pool. Comrade Timberlake, Comrade Timberlake over here. So I just, I just, you know, I'm just pragmatic. What do insurance companies do? They avoid risk if they can. Basically, all right. So, so if we have a and they're um, legal organized crime. Did you hear that? Right. So when we get to a single, (laughs) when we have a single payer, you know, the the risk pool is the public uh, healthcare system. Uh, it'll work the best. It will I agree. Best. But would they, would they be allowed to say, if you do not get a vaccination nope. or else demonstrate that you cannot get a vaccination, you aren't allowed to participate in the system? Because after all, you're just increasing the risks and the costs nope. for everyone. No, no, Why not? Be- no, no, One, because, because they always take system. Well, right. they take but on the more- other hand, if you're saying I want to opt out of the public system because I don't want to meet its requirements. Well, if you want to opt out, that's the, I think that if we have Medicare for all, if we have a single player plan or whatever, universal health care, if you want to out. opt out, yeah. then that's right. their choice. But I mean, I what, if the, you get the vanilla what if the system's requirements yeah. go beyond just like you have to pay your taxes? What if it's also like, and you have to get these, the, you know, this slate of vaccinations? No. No. Okay. No. Because I mean- you know, medically, it does make some sense to say people should be vaccinated. So medically, it does. And that is a healthcare we, thing. You know, public health, making sure the public is healthy. You know, minimizing the spread of disease. That is actually a compelling government interest. There is you know. the compelling yeah, interest of making sure that people always have... captured. Sorry, Sue. Go ahead. I was going to say, but those those public health entities are always captured by the industry. They just are. And the, you know, the same reason you had to get a certificate of need to put in an MRI because the public health people were captured by the hospitals that had one and didn't want anybody else to have one. Those, those are always, there's a lot of competing interests in there. So I, I like the big risk pool. <laughs> I think it's the best way to do it with no, with no actuarials because the minute you give an insurance actuarials. company the ability to like to do, have an algorithm where, you know, you pay less and you pay more. They game it. They totally game it. So if like fair enough. But if the public require, but you know, on the other hand, it saves the public money if you are vaccinated against diseases. 
So no, the minute they start to do that, that's big brother to me. <laughs> that's well, like death panels. <laughs> the, oh God. But I mean, Except the, it's sorry. life panels, but <laughs> sure. it's, hold, on, hold, on, me, hold on. Just call me Sarah Palin. <laughs> no, no, I will not. I, I respect you too much, Sue. Um, but one, one thing that uh, we need to remember about that is getting a vaccination is one part of public health. We also want people to have health care just in general because very true the the public good is having people that are well taken care of that are healthy and if you and let's say we go to the capitalist um argument a healthy worker is a productive worker here here <laughs> i need like that one or you but, have i mean no. the, yeah, oh, jesus christ um <laughs> So we want our we want our public to be healthy as healthy as possible. And if there is if forcing people to have a vaccine to get to have health care, that will hinder other efforts to um to to treat disease. And if there's like let's say there's a COVID pandemic. We all and let's say there's another pandemic. Everybody's got a vaccine, let's just say. And then there's another pandemic that we don't have a vaccine for. We want people to go to the doctor. We want people to be able to see a nurse. We want people to um, go so you don't to want to exclude them from the system. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to exclude them. From we, the we need, like Sue said, we need a large pool, not just for cost, but cost, but not just for cost, but for um, making sure that as many people as possible have the ability to go to a doctor because not just that, but like if you're just walking around with like a fractured leg, that's going to cause problems for other people, probably. If you're yep. if you're going around with like a constant flu, because or like you need um like certain medicines or something. If you're diabetic and you need insulin, then you should just be able to get insulin so you can you know go about your life. But if you aren't, if you can't get insulin, then that's going to screw up your life. And that's also going to screw up other people's lives because you're ill. We shouldn't have ill people. That sucks. During, during the AIDS <laughs> epidemic, you know, when people were really immunocompromised and at the end of their adventure, they were very contagious with uh, cytomegalovirus a whole bunch of things that, you know, their, their bodies just wouldn't fight. And so you wouldn't want to put somebody with a full blown HIV in a room with somebody that had, you know, other, other diseases or immunocompromised mm -hmm. because they, they couldn't fight it off and they became incredible carriers. So it was actually some risk to the health, the health folks when, you know, now HIV is much better controlled and it's those things don't happen, but but that, you know, that image of somebody who's so sick and run down, you know, riding on a bus with everybody else. Yeah. I mean, that is a good reason for there to be a big brisk pool and have everybody have base, you know, basic coverage, you know, but plain vanilla medical care, I think should be available to all people. So yeah. you should be able that's to just one go place in the that I probably differ from my other conservative colleagues. But Meh. <laughs> they you should be able to just go in a hospital and the, and 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 get a vaccine you should we like we shouldn't have to worry about the mmr being like cost effective or something like that you just get yep. it and then that would mean that if everybody has the opportunity and the um and the yep. choice to take the vaccine that means more people will have the vaccine and that means that let that uh like the measles we won't have friggin measles outbreaks as much or polio or polio jesus polio exactly so the black death coming had... back because we have anti-vaxxers you know yeah. like that like we need to have the we need to give people the ability to uh to get health care if they want at it at any point yeah, they need they to be it. exactly if they want to get healthcare, then they should get healthcare. There shouldn't be an an impediment to that because that is for the public good. It's not just because I want free hospital or whatever. It's because I want everybody around me to be as healthy as possible, so I don't get sick. Because there are some things that I can't do to keep myself healthy. 
So I am depending on society to help with that so I don't get sick. So if we had um, typhoid Mary, do you think we're going to have a um, COVID Karen? Forget. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Typhoid Karen. (laughs) I was trying to make a Marvel Comics joke. You just made a way better joke. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because there will be people they'll discover. I I think they're beginning to discover there are people that sort of have it and don't quite, not the long haulers who get really sick from it, but there's people that are clearly sort of running a political. Yeah. Yeah. Like typhoid Karen was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I so I named her COVID Karen. Uh, COVID Karen. Anyway. COVID Karen Terrible. is just a, a a woman that would just be running around coughing in people's faces. That's COVID Karen. <laughs> I I, you know, I feel sorry for I'm all the Karens sure in the world. There are people out there who do that ruined. genre. Oh, jeez, like, like sure there are. My my friend my friend Becky. Oh man, she <laughs> a few years ago her life got real complex. <laughs> All right, well, fair Do enough. Tell. <laughs> well, Becky, you know. <laughs> okay, Becky. God, you know. Did she have good hair? Um, oh, hey. There, there's the music. <laughs> Uh-oh. I hate Uh-oh. everyone, especially you. <laughs> I'm very hateable. <laughs> and, uh, well, we have to respect the community here, which means we only get this hour <laughs> slot. And when it's done, you know, Wendy gets to come in and do subculture. Uh, starting at eight o'clock. And then after that, at 10, we get uh, Mark coming in and doing a table of contents. And then it's OK Asia at midnight. So, you know, there's like a whole bunch of music coming up. And we're in a station. Our our studio airwaves here in order to make way. (laughs) But uh, I think this has been an interesting conversation. I I hope our listeners agree. And uh, yeah, so... um, There'll be a podcast of this uploaded uh, in the wee hours of Monday, a rebroadcast on Monday afternoon at four. And as always, you can find uh, this episode at our website, civilpoliticsradio.com. That's about it, really. Uh, Thanks for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.